You're listening to episode 113 of Diferente. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. What are you doing with this podcast? Are you sharing it with your friends? Because one of the best ways to let somebody know that you care about them is by sharing thought-inspiring content with them. Like this podcast, where we share stories and experiences that expose us to different perspectives. Here are three easy ways to share the show. You can take a screenshot of this episode and post it on social media, text it directly to anyone in your contact list, or you can also send them the link to our website, diferentepodcast.com. Voila! Super simple. If you like Diferente, the best way to support us is by sharing it, sharing it, and sharing it some more. Now let's get on with the show. Hola, welcome back to Diferente. In this episode, we get real when it comes to loving who you are and dating as your authentic self. Because you know that at Diferente, we're all about learning, growing, and creating our own version of success. So what does success look like to you when it comes to finding that awesome life partner? If you've ever dated, you know how ridiculous, annoying, and sometimes daunting it can be. That's why we're here to provide moral support and show camaraderie in this game of love. Because trust me, I know how it goes. I went on 30 dates in 30 nights, remember? But there's no way I could talk about this without bringing in a special co-host. And that special co-host is my husband, Doug Smith, back again for round dos. We're also going to talk about how we met and some of the lessons we learned while dating that led us where we are today. Here we go. Bienvenidos. Welcome to Diferente. My name is Maribel Quesada Smith. I'm an expert at questioning everything who wants to bring more color into your life. I'll be coming to you every week with a little humor and a mountain of passion to share with you experiences and lessons in life, culture, creativity, and business that will inspire all of us to explore different perspectives. Don't be surprised if you find yourself motivated to shake things up. That's known to be a side effect of the Diferente life, and it's contagious. Now let's get to it. Thank you, Doug, for being back on the show. And Round two. <laughs> Round two, I am back. It is good to be back on Diferente. So glad to have you back to talk about how we met and some tips on being real in love and how to date as your best authentic self. So the reason I wanted to bring you back on the show is because people ask me all the time how you and I met. So the story begins a long, long time ago. Right. How long ago? Well, it was like three years ago. Oh, you didn't know. That's why you hesitated. No, it was three. No, it was three <laughs> years ago. I've been blessed with this woman in my life. So three years ago. Three and some change. And some change. You decided to swipe right as you should have. And I did the same on an app called Bumble. We got to get together on that. We met. And she fell in love, and then she proposed to me, and it was great. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I proposed. Eight months in, I was smitten, but it's been good ever since. It has been amazing ever since. We were eight months in. That's it. Yeah, when I said, hey, you should do this because I'm awesome. Yeah, we're only eight months in. <laughs> so, eight months in, you proposed in Fort Lauderdale, which was right. actually very serendipitous because now we're back down here in South Florida. And I said, yes, lucky you. Ah. <laughs> we got married last September, so we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Yeah, looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Sound a little bit more exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. <laughs> anyway, so that's how we met. But let's go back a little bit because right. it wasn't that simple. 
yes, we met on Bumble. Yes, I swiped right. You swiped right. Yeah. But what's the reason why you wanted to get together with me? Why did you want to date me at the beginning when you didn't even know me? You just saw pictures of me and a profile description. Yeah, because Bumble and Tinder and all those app swiping devices, they let you be very vain and you get to get away with it. So I went with visually what I thought was pretty solid. But the cool part in your case was you had golf stuff on your page and that you actually enjoyed golf. So for me, being a golf fanatic, that was really a, a no-brainer for me. It's like, uh-oh, cute girl, golf swing, let me impress her. How did you impress me, Doug? I had some friends come to the driving range and build me up, so I looked awesome. <laughs> and you got a free golf lesson, so everybody won. Yeah, my perspective was, you know what? I'm going to get a free golf lesson regardless if this guy sucks or not. So it's a win-win situation either way. I didn't even have a shot. I can get a lesson out of this guy at least. <laughs> Even if he's full of crap, I can learn something that I don't know about golf. So this is good. So because we started talking about online and app dating, let's talk about some of our favorite ones. Which ones did you ever try? I only use Tinder and, and Bumble. And most of the people around me still use Tinder. So Tinder? People are still using Tinder? I'm surprised. I feel like Bumble is much more directed to people who actually want to get to know others and date and not just play around and swipe. Yeah, because Bumble makes you really put more information on your page than Tinder does. But with Tinder, it's kind of like, I think there's a new relationship culture now where it's like, hey, I'm in town for the day. I want to meet somebody right now. And that's more of a kind of a Tinder role, in my opinion. Sorry, Tinder. Don't get mad at me. It's just, <laughs> you're still a hookup app in the eyes of most. You can quote me. Most being your guy friends. Yeah, a lot of my friends are winning from Tinder. They've been able to meet individuals, date individuals, and see them the next morning. <laughs> That's such an eloquent, diplomatic way to put it. Thank you. I appreciate that. AKA, they hook up. So Tinder and Bumble, that's pretty much what I tried, too. I didn't go into any of the other ones. I don't even know what else exists. I've had a friend use The League. Oh, yeah. The League is, uh, is a little more... Exclusive? Yeah, super exclusive. You got to apply... Apparently, there's a waiting list. Then there's some other processes that you have to qualify to use the app. And hopefully you meet the opposite sex or the similar sex, whichever you kind of prefer. So the other one that I've heard of is Plenty of Fish, but that's been around for quite a while. It was a website. Now it's an app, too. I have a friend who uses that. I don't think she's had a lot of dates from Plenty of Fish. I don't like the name. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's like, oh, we're all fish just out here swimming around aimlessly. No. Never used that. I saw it. I used, uh, was it Zoosk? Z-O-O-S-K? I've never heard of Zusk? that one. I think that was one. I had a friend back in Ohio who met his wife on that app. But there's a lot of different avenues. I think the question is, is how are people meeting now that aren't using apps? Like, what's the way to meet people now? I don't even know. Everybody that I see have either met on Match or eHarmony or Tinder. I've got some positive Tinder stories of friends. We've got some Bumble stories. We've got I think I've seen success on all apps, so we'll see what the next wave is going to be for social dating and social relationships. And we are going to talk about some other great ways to meet people and date outside of the online sphere, because some people say it's just not for them. I think everyone should try it because it teaches you a lot about your preferences, even though it's a little bit superficial. And it helps you be super vain and get away <laughs> with it. Like, oh, you're not attractive, so not going to swipe for you. Yeah. You know what? Left, left, left. Oh, right. It's also vain to date in real life. When you meet somebody at the bar, when you meet somebody at yeah. work, wherever, you're sizing them up from the get-go. We're everybody. all doing that. But it's hard not to. We live in a society where we're taught that pretty is better and beauty is good. 
when everything that glitters is gold, when in reality it's the opposite. How about this? The old photo tricks that people use on their dating apps or on social media, pretending to look a certain way when they look another. Absolutely. Dear people, <laughs> maybe you should look like yourself if you're going to use these dating platforms. Because guess what? Maybe you should post the new picture and not deceive people with the old. I had several experiences when I was on Tinder and Bumble where I met the guy in person after meeting them on the social app. And when I got there, I almost didn't recognize them. I just thought, How would you recognize them? Not almost recognize. You had never seen them. No, I mean like from the picture. So I had one picture of them or several pictures of them that were maybe from five years ago. And then I get there and the guy looks totally different. You know, maybe doesn't have as much hair anymore. Maybe it's shorter than he said he was. Hey, wait, that can happen quicker than you think. <laughs> all right. Ask James Petty or, or Harold Varner <laughs> or me. No, but listen, that's not an issue. I don't care if a guy doesn't have hair. Just be real about it. Don't waste my time or your time with old photos or faking your age, height or job title. I mean, yes, these are all very superficial things, but... Why waste time? Is there data on who fakes the funk more on these dating apps regarding men versus women? Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I can post that in the show notes. I'd be interested or to in see, the website. Like, on average, who doesn't look like who they portray themselves to be. No offense with fake hair, fake nails, fake eyelashes, fake eyebrows. I saw a product a couple of days ago where you can like draw on like these microbladed eyebrows. Yes, which that's is, not new. It's cheating. No, it's, it's it's deceitful. No, it's not. It's awesome. And I want to do it. It's awesome. So you get what? Eyelashes, eyebrows. Nails. Nails. Extensions. Extensions. You um, could even do boobs. Push-up bras are deceiving and, and should be outlawed because <laughs> it's very rude to present yourself as A when you're actually Z. Yeah, that's why I don't pretend and not wear a bra. It's easier that way. Makeup is, is deceitful as well. <laughs> I met a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago who I, I swore she had cheekbones. And I saw her in real life. She didn't have any cheekbones. Apparently, it's a shadowing thing you can do with, with makeup. <laughs> I was like, damn, where'd your face go? It's called contouring. Well, again, it's deceitful. <laughs> Contours are lies. So, okay. I guess, is it okay to be deceitful on social media or on online dating apps in order to perhaps attract someone and then reveal your real self in person? I don't know. I mean, what's... If you do that then I don't think you love yourself at all. If you feel like you need to be somebody else or appear to be better than you actually are, there's a deeper root cause. And, and we need to listen to a couple podcasts ago where we learned that therapy is a great option for building your confidence. Thank you for mentioning that. Episode 109. Check it out. She doesn't think I listen to these shows. <laughs> She's like, you only listen to the first one. No, he does listen. <laughs> I listen just on my time. But it's true. I think that if we're putting pictures out there that are not representative of what we really look like, it's very easy to judge people from the outside when you don't know them and you don't know what well, they're going you have through. To. You almost have to judge them from the outside. No, I mean, you apps. do. But what I'm saying is that it's hard to be genuine sometimes in this world that's so superficial. But if we are not being genuine, if we are pretending to be someone we're not on social media or on dating apps, the question is, why? I think we need to ask ourselves that question. Why do I feel like I need to get these angles so right? Why do I feel like I have to put on makeup for every photo? Why do I feel like I need to whiten my teeth? Or, Shout out to Alicia Keys. For I don't know. Whatever makeup. it is, whatever filter you need to put on yourself to make yourself look a certain way. The question is, why? I think that that's what we're missing. 
is asking ourselves why we feel that way. Because in the long run, you're going to just waste time by pretending to be someone you're not. Because the person that you meet eventually will figure out who you really are. So what do you think about sliding the DMs on social media? You know what? I think nowadays, right? You're getting old when you can say some stuff like that. It's not so taboo, right? It's like a text message just via a different platform. I've seen people slide the DMs in and meet girlfriends and eventual wives. But I've also seen guys slide the DMs with the wrong vernacular and put themselves in the creep category or the troll category. But I feel like if you're able to communicate who you are in the DMs and your intent, hey, I saw this post. I see that you're interested in X, Y, and Z. Hey, I got this going on. Would you like to join me? Something like that, I can dig it. But you can't just slide in there and say like, some crazy stuff like what that mouth do. You can't say that. Yeah, well, you can't, but people do it all people the time. People do it all the time. You've received messages like this? No, I haven't received them, but I've seen those messages be sent. Oh. And it's like, wow, you really said that. And that brings up an interesting topic, though. What is decorum for sliding in the DMs? And by sliding in the DMs, for those who don't know, we mean sending direct messages on social media platforms to people that you find attractive. And have never met. <laughs> I think you should start with being polite. Like, hey, I noticed your profile. I saw that you were interested in this and that, and so am I. Maybe we have some things in common. Would love to get to know you a little bit better. And that message would be like six lines long. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> Which not apparently interested. is an issue. Why? Yeah, it's, it's a thing. No, like it's like if somebody texts you too many times in a row. Like it's a thing. I don't know. I'm old now. It doesn't matter how long your message is. I mean, I guess I would start with a shorter message just to see if the person is even interested so that you don't even waste your time writing this long novel. But I think that people put a little bit too much emphasis on the wrong things. How about instead of worrying about how long the text message is or how many times the person texts you, you worry about what they follow through on? Not even. You should be more excited that they've responded as a whole. Like, if you send somebody a message and they respond, that's the compliment right there. That's the information you need to know. Like, hey, this person took the time to respond to whatever it is that you said. So just be happy with that versus, oh, it was four messages in a row or this was a six-line long message. Just be happy that they responded. Yeah, I'm just so over that. Like, can we just get over the fact that people text you this way or that way? They're just communicating. And on another note, I think that it's very important to actually take conversations offline and meet people in person to get to know them, to really get to know them. Because if your goal ultimately is to build a relationship with someone, then you have to do it in person. It's not going to happen over the internet. That's very superficial. There are a lot of filters, for lack of a better term, that are between the two of you. So the best way to do it is to actually meet in person and have some time to get to know that person in their environment or in your environment. If you're not creeped out at what they said initially when they <laughs> slid in your DMs. <laughs> then you can move to part two. So do you think that dating apps make it easier or harder to meet people? Oh, way easier for sure. I mean, I would have never met you. Like our lives would have never crossed, like ever. Like if I even really stop and think about, hmm, maybe she could have been over here or over there. It's kind of like, no, nope, mm -mm, nope. The way our lives worked when we met, we just wouldn't have ever crossed paths in our day to day. So I think there are great people on these apps. Everybody's not trying to hook up. So I got lucky in that case. But you also have to understand that nowadays, it's hard for people to really have time to just date. Dating is time consuming. I mean, you went on 30 dates in 30 days. That had to take so much time. Yeah. 
I couldn't even do laundry for like a month. It was a lot. So you just had to go buy some new drawers. No. You didn't even, you just had to go buy them. Like, you know what? I think I, I did even, one load. I can't even wash these. I might just buy some. No, that is not what happened. I did do like one load, but it was very time consuming. However, I did it because I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. I've talked about this before. I just needed to make sure that I understood that it was okay to date more than one person at a time, which is something I want to talk about in a little bit. But that's why I did it. And yes, it was hard. And yes, I also met some people who pretended to be something they weren't. When I got there, I was like, oh, you are very different from what I saw. And maybe that's superficial. I will admit to that. I think people deserve to be judged when they present something different than their authentic self. And I think that's the thing that turns me off immediately or used to turn me off immediately in that moment was that it's not even about the fact that you don't look like the person in the photos. It's the fact that you went that far. Why did you feel like you had to go that far to pretend to be someone who you're not or look a certain way? What insecurities are within you that are making you do that and why? That's a turnoff to me because then Absolutely. that means that your mind's not right and I can't fix that for you. Right. And you're going to come into whatever we start with poor self-image. Nah, we don't have time for that these days. Yeah. Now we know that society puts a lot of pressure on us when it comes to looking a certain way and being fit and thin and big boobs and whatever, especially for women. Men too. A lot of men feel like they have to be really tall or they have to have a lot of hair. <laughs> I'm an inch above average. <laughs> and I think that that's terrible and it's difficult to deal with, but we have to get past that. Because again, when it comes down to it, if this is the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, or at least the next few years with, do you really want to do it with someone who doesn't love themselves? No, the goal is to grow together. I think the goal I think the goal of social dating is to get to a point that you can be face to face. I think that's the goal. Then you are able to manage you know, the relationship from there. I think these platforms, that's really their goal and their intent, really not to be like the hookup app or the whatever app. I think it's it's really the as basic as bringing two people together and then using your interpersonal skills to figure out where you're going to go from there if you have them at all. Absolutely. And it's a good exercise on being able to see like how well you can communicate and how well you can figure out if someone is the kind of person that you want to spend more time with. Because some people only use these dating apps as an ego boost or to play games. And I know this for a fact because I talked to some of these guys about it. They actually said, oh, you know, I just kind of use it to waste time or see like where I rank. I actually had a guy tell me that. He said, if I get a really hot girl on a dating app, then that gives me the confidence to go up to someone at a bar that looks like that girl. <laughs> wow. That's what he said. He's a real man. Wow. I'm not going to put him on blast, but he's out there. So let's discuss some practical tips on dating in the social media packed world. Like, let's talk about some of the important things that we have to keep in mind that'll help us be more successful at dating. Number one, I would say is get out of your house, right? In my opinion, I think it starts before that. I think the first thing you got to do is, is make sure your upkeep, making sure your beard is trimmed, making sure your hair is cut or presentable. It doesn't have to be all the way cut. Some people like that little, that rugged look. But my thing is before you can present yourself to someone else, make sure that you, you are in a space that you're presentable to yourself. Because how many times do you not talk to somebody because they look a little disheveled? So don't put yourself in that same category. Okay, that's a really good point. So number one is take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. So put yourself first. Make sure your mind's right. Make sure your soul's right. Make sure your body is where you want it to be, not where society wants it to be, where you want it to be so that you feel confident enough to present yourself as who you are. Or first things first, make sure you 
look presentable to someone because you're going to be judged on how you look. I mean, that's just a reality, especially dating on social media or these these platforms. Okay, so number two, I would say then is get out of your house, because if you don't leave the house, you're not going to meet people. Now, you can meet them on dating apps, but let's talk about some ways of meeting people outside of that. There's ways to do that now? I didn't <laughs> know people still did that. I thought that yes. was taboo now. No. Oh, <laughs> that's how so. it used to be. But for the older people like ourselves, 30s, 40s, whatever, 50s, anyone who's trying to meet someone outside of online dating, what are the options? I think meetups are great. They're a great way to meet people. And I'm talking about like the social activities, not just the networking activities. Yeah, like go play kickball. Sign up for a kickball league. Right. But if you're not into sports, you could do a book club or you could do like a social club. There's all kinds of stuff on meetups, dance clubs. And by dance club, I mean like people who get together to learn a dance, not go into the club. <laughs> hey, you know, that could be a thing too. Go to the club. When we went out to the bars when I was younger, we prided ourselves on the ability to go up to a stranger and get their number. Like, that's where you got your confidence. And that's where you, you learned if you had a mouthpiece. That's what we call it. You got that mouthpiece. If you can go get a girl's math and you got a mouthpiece and you looked the part. Now it's like that whole process is bypassed. Like, you don't have to have self-confidence before like you're taking self-confidence from the act of receiving the right swipe you know what i mean like it's very interesting to me like i prided myself on being able to walk up to a girl that was attractive and say hey you look very nice tonight i've been looking at you all night i'm trying to see if you want to hit this dance floor real quick <laughs> is that how you did it absolutely not that's not how i did it that's that was for the radio if when you really stop and think about that yeah we were young but how much confidence and self-belief does it take to walk up to a total stranger and sell yourself and want something in return now right like yeah i feel like you can beat around the bush with the thumbs it's so texting, hard it's so going hard. back and forth i tried it one time shout out to the people that still walk up to girls or guys and just say yo this is who i am and this is what i'm trying to accomplish yes shout out to the people who are willing to to do that, to actually come up to someone and express that they're interested without being creepy. But here's the thing. How many people listen to this podcast are actually confident enough in this day and age to do that? Listener, right now, are you confident enough, if you're single, to walk up to somebody, genuinely introduce yourself, and ask for something in return, be it their phone number, their time, the next few seconds of their life? Are you confident enough to do that? And I commend you if you are. But if you're not, we got to work on something. Okay, so a lot of the time, I think women wait for the man to come up to them and approach them for those women who are attracted to men. They tend to wait. I know that I used to be that way because I always kind of felt like I can't look thirsty. I can't be going up to a guy. That's their job. But I tried it once. I tried going up to a guy at a bar and I didn't even know what to say. It's so nerve wracking. So honestly, I understand why it's hard for men because a lot of the time girls react in such a negative way. I think that's also a thing. We need to be nicer to people. Just because somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I just noticed you from the other side of the room. I wanted to talk to you and maybe get to know you a little bit. You can just say, oh, thank you. You know, that's super flattering, but I'm married or I have a boyfriend. Or you can actually say, thank you. That's super flattering, but I'm just not interested right now. Boom. Yes, it's hard to say that, but it's better than just turning your back to someone and being a jerk to them just because they took the time to come and talk to you. So I think that we need to encourage that more by just being nicer to each other. But you derailed me. I want to go back to two other ways that you can meet people outside of dating apps. Another one, I think, is volunteering. It's a great way to make new friends. 
And it's a great way to make new connections in in the space that you already like. No, I completely agree. If you're into being a kind human being. <laughs> right. If you're a kind person and you want to help out those less fortunate, give your time A. But like-minded people give their time to specific organizations, like be it the ASPCA. The food pantry, the local food, food pantry. pantry is Thank a great you. one. The furniture pantries as well. There are those. Um, Even the Habitat for Humanity, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Wherever you can volunteer so or whatever ways. you want to give your time, it's an opportunity to meet like-minded individuals. Also, happy hours. That's what you said. I love happy hours. They're so much more informal. It's easier to walk up to somebody at a happy hour because clearly they just come from work, so they're trying to turn down or wind down for my insecure viewers. Um, if you want to wind down, I think that's a great opportunity for people to just talk to perfect strangers in a, in a low-stress scenario, especially if it's at a more loungy of a place. Like, you know what? The best happy hour, in my opinion, is, is the ones at Morton's. Go to Morton's happy hour. It's fantastic. And it sounds intimidating. It's really not. It's really, trust me, it's really not. But go and see who's there and strike up conversations. And I think you'd be surprised at how easy and laxed striking up a conversation can be if you're not used to that. Okay, so another tip that I want to share with people is to be yourself from the get-go. We have already kind of talked about this. But if you're not yourself from the get-go, you're just wasting time pretending to be someone you are not. And the day that that person finds out who you really are, they might not end up being a good fit for you. What do we mean by being yourself from the get-go? Well, let me jump right here because uh, Maribel being herself from the get-go on our very first date, in mid-conversation, she just reached across the table and actually took a bite of, I don't remember what it was, but she took a mashed bite. Potatoes. Oh, it was mashed potatoes that I had on my, my plate. <laughs> my plate. I'm just talking like we're doing right now. And she reaches over the table, gets up out of her seat, grabs my potatoes, eats them, and as if nothing ever happened, like nothing was even wrong. And I was like, oh, so this is what we're doing. All right. And she was like, oh, sorry, was that bad? And I'm like, no, that's the real you. Just came out date one. I appreciate that. And she still eats my food today. And it kind of makes me angry. But you know what? She laid the framework. Like she started there and she's still there. So that's who she really is. And she may eat off your plate if you go out to dinner with her. Like, And she won't ask. <laughs> she won't do it. She'll just reach and she'll give you like, these deep eyes that blink like, mm -hmm, yeah, sure. And it's just like, really, you ate off my plate again. It's a super rude thing to do. But, you know, I have to give somebody credit for teaching me to do that. And that's my aunt, Aurora. She's done it since I've known her. So my whole life, people have always criticized her for doing it. And I guess they've rubbed off on me. And everyone's told me, like, it's so rude. Don't do that. But when I get comfortable with someone and I like what's on their plate, I want to try it. <laughs> So be careful with being your authentic self, because if you eat off people's plates, it could be taken one of two ways. Yeah, yeah. Some people might not take it the right way, but you did. Now, another thing that I mean by be yourself from the get-go is we're not saying deposit all your baggage on the person immediately, nor do we mean that you should do too much. So don't give them all of your history and all of your hangups from the get-go. That's something that can develop as you get to know each other. Also, don't do too much. And what is doing too much, Doug? What do you think? Like doing too much like on a date or like dating? Yeah, like at the beginning when you first meet someone. What do you think can be a big turnoff? I think you hit the hit nail on the head about personal baggage, especially like in this high climate divorce area. People want to always talk about my ex-wife or when I was with her, 
or when I did this with her or, or this, this, that, and the other. It drives me nuts to hear people that are recently divorced discuss being married as if it was just like just now. So doing too much when you bring up that past person that you were with as you enter into this new space with this new person. You're bringing in that baggage. Now, it's okay to talk about things that went wrong before. If asked, I feel like that's a conversation. Like, if somebody's like, oh, what happened in your last marriage? Don't just offer the information up like, hey, it's great to meet you. So my last marriage, my wife didn't like spaghetti. Do you like spaghetti? (laughs) Because I can't be with someone who doesn't like spaghetti. Don't compare, right? Yeah, that's not fair for the new person. But also, what about over-communicating in general? Like, coming across as a little too excited. That's what some people call doing too much. I'm kind of 50-50 on that because, again, like if you're excited about someone, you should be able to show them that you're excited about them. And if they can't handle that... Then it's on to the next. Then it's on to the next person. However, there's a limit. Like I think that showing excitement is one thing, but showing excitement and constantly trying to get a hold of them while they're trying to do stuff, like live their life, can be annoying. I agree. Okay, a final tip. Don't be afraid to date more than one person at a time. What do you think about dating multiple people at once, Doug? I think as long as the other person knows that... Why do they need to know if you're not exclusive? Because you don't want to misrepresent yourself and look like that guy or that girl. No, hold on. I think that you should always assume that when you meet someone, they might be seeing other people too. And that until you have the conversation and ask them straight up, hey, are you seeing other people? Then you don't have a right to know. I mean, when's the right time to do that? I think that the right moment to do that is the moment that feels right to you, as in the moment that you're like worried about it. So if you ever get to a point with someone that you start to think, oh, man, I really like this person, but I'm wondering if they feel the same way. That's when you have the conversation. But I don't think it should be <laughs> in the first two dates. For yeah, no, sure. just, yeah, leave that one to the wayside. Yeah, I feel like that's more like a date three, date four kind of conversation. If you see things going somewhere like, oh, so by the way, are you dating other people, too? Uh, and if they are, it's okay until you guys both decide that you don't want to do that anymore. Because if you spend your time worrying about one person completely when you first meet them and you don't allow yourself a space to actually think about what the relationship is between you and think about if you really truly enjoy their company, you might actually get confused because you're only seeing that one person and you might get the initial butterflies and think that it's love. It's not necessarily love. I think that you have to keep a cool head at the beginning to be able to really know if that's a good fit for you or not. Now, I'm not saying that you absolutely have to go out and date multiple people at once. But in my experience, it really helped me to kind of understand what I liked and to keep my head cool. I mean, like I said, I felt like it was good to be able to not overfocus on one guy. Like for you, when I met you, the next day I went out on another date. But that helped <laughs> But that helped me so rude. figure out that I kind of really was into you even from the get go. How much swag I had, that's what you call it. <laughs> but I didn't stop talking to people immediately or giving my number away, whatever. One more question. Once you meet the person, how do you keep it real without scaring them away? I don't think you have to worry about that. Look, like I told this girl to my left when we first met, I'm gonna be me through this whole situation. So yeah, you did say that. This is on you, because I'm not going to be anything other than my authentic self. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to listen to whatever I want to listen to. I'm going to say the words that I choose to say. Even if they're grammatically incorrect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to be me. 
I, you know, I leave the cabinet doors open. I still do it. I told her three years ago that was a habit. I try to not do it. It's hard. But I think from a dating standpoint, if you can't be yourself off top from day one, then the person that you're talking to or involved with, person is probably not for you. And you want to be able to talk to somebody, be around somebody, and be 100% who you are. And if they can't handle that, then you might want to swipe right on the next one. Or go back out there and talk to another person. Don't swipe. Go meet people. No, you can swipe. I just think that it's also good to be able to get out there and meet them in person as well. But that was great advice. Thank you so much for being on the show again. I feel like this is going to be a reoccurring role. (laughs) A recurring role. Reoccurring. (laughs) I'm going to say reoccurring because that sounds more like something that I would say. (laughs) It's a reoccurring role. Shout out to all the people that's being themselves regardless of social norms. We need more people like y'all. Yes. Shout out to you. Be true to yourself. Be authentic. Don't be afraid to show your real side. And don't worry about those angles. Just take the picture. Sometimes we have to get very real with each other about what we actually need in our lives. And sometimes that means making hard decisions about leaving people behind who are not making us better and who are not helping us achieve our own version of success. So what's holding you back? Or better yet, who's holding you back? I just want to leave you with this. If you've ever struggled or wondered how you should act during a date, you should just act like yourself. And if that's hard for you, or if you feel like you can't be yourself around certain people, then maybe the question is, why do I feel like I can't be myself around these people? And maybe the answer is, because they're not your people. Thank you for listening to Diferente. If you liked this episode, let me know by leaving a five-star review and by sharing a screenshot of this podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Just don't forget to tag me at Adiferente Life so I can know you're listening. Hasta pronto.